Yo, what's going on, beautiful people? The Black Hokage here, aka TVH, and to be honest, I'd like to welcome you guys back to Hokage Thoughts, the show where ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you choose to listen to this show. Today, in which I'm recording, is June 15, 2020, and boy, it's a hot summer. The entire world is on fire. And right now, I'm just trying to remain cool. Now, before we get into the show, just know that if you enjoy the show, make sure to rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps move my show up the algorithm, which helps bring in new listeners. Um, So go ahead and hit five stars on Apple Podcasts for me right there. Um, If you enjoy the show so much that you want to financially support the show, you can donate to the kid whatever amount that you see fit by donating to my cash app. My cash app is dollar sign the black Hokage 08. I repeat dollar sign the black Hokage 08. If you're watching the video version, it should be on the left hand side at the top uh, left or whatever right there. It'll be like it'll be like a picture or whatever. If you want to watch the video version, YouTube.com slash the black Hokage. Anyways, before we get into the show uh know that we're gonna be talking a little bit about games watch some movies and i got a whole i got a lot of really good questions from you guys this week so make sure to follow me on twitter at mr underscore i keep it real that's where i take all my questions before we get into that i got some quick little bites for you on the show notes things are hot and heavy in the united states of america honestly the world because there's protests going all shout out to the world holding down all the fucking black americans bro uh the world is on fire right now this shit uh, is crazy you know things can get sad they can get heavy so you know i i tried to find some stories they were a little bit more lighthearted. Plus, I'm not gonna lie, like some of you might want to hear me talk about what's going on with the George Floyd and the protests and the COVID and all this other shit going on in America. Honestly, we talk about it on stream every day. I've uploaded some highlights to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Black Okage, and I just get kind of get tired of repeating myself. So I didn't really want to bring it to the podcast this time. Don't think I'm ever like ducking because you know I'm black first. I'm a black man. Um, so I'm not ducking it, but I, I did try to find like some more lighthearted, lighthearted stories this time. Cause like, I, I man, listen, man, listen, I really like this one right here. Check it out. Lego pulls back. Lego pulls back police play sets and affiliate marketing amid the George Floyd protests. Um, all right. So basically for those of you unaware, Lego said, fuck 12. There's been a lot of companies that uh, all of a sudden support black people. I don't know if you guys seen that. I like it became like the trendy thing on Twitter. Um, everybody was releasing a statement, which was funny because I swear to God, they had like a template template. All the statements that everybody released, they were all similar. Like it was like a, a black background or like white text and then the company logo at the bottom. Anyway, that's beside the point. Interesting, but beside the point. Lego, they, the way they protested was they pulled all of their uh, police play sets off of the market. So any like Lego toy sets that had police in them, you couldn't buy it. Um, also, they were getting rid of all the marketing. And I thought this was one of the most hilarious ways to uh, to uh, fucking protest the police. Because, you know, there's all this thing talking about defund the police. Some people talking about abolish the police and all this shit. I just thought it was funny. I, I was like, you know. First of all, who buys Mega Blocks? I was never gonna buy Mega Blocks in the first place, but uh, I was like, you know, I think my kid is. Whenever I have kids one day, I think they're definitely gonna be playing with Legos. <laughs> uh, let me see if there's any interesting statements. Uh, let's see. Um, la, 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 la. They require. We've requested that our affiliate partners re- refrain from posting promotional Lego content as part of our decision to respect Blackout Tuesday. Blah blah blah. Uh, that was just a Blackout. That's beside the point. They they pulled the toy sets. They pulled the marketing for this thing. So if you're trying to buy any Lego play sets, um, just know that with, with police in it, you're not going to be able to find it. Also, I can't help but wonder, man. Like a year or two from now, how long is this gonna go? Cause like a year or two from now, if they're still doing this, like they still don't sell any police play sets and you see some kid on the street playing with some police Legos, you can't help but wonder and look at your neighbor like, yo, 
Is my neighbor racist? Like that's low key a giveaway. Think about that. Think about that. Um, <laughs> shout out to Lego. Uh, another story that I found was interesting was in the midst of all the protests, uh, cops got canceled. Finally, finally, finally. Man, get this shit out of here. Um, cops got canceled uh, at the Paramount Network. Um, I guess them showing this on G4 24 seven. Um, wasn't enough uh, for it to get canceled. It, first of all, I didn't know this show was still on the air, but fuck this show, first of all. Cops, originally launched on Fox in 1989, has come under fire in recent years for its depiction of law enforcement and questionable behind-the-scenes practices. Um, I've been saying this. I have never been a fan of this show. Anybody who's watched Cops, you will know that like, they follow these dudes around in their fucking commando gear, just kicking in people's doors, violating people's rights and shit. Like, it was just a little bit, this show was always just a little bit too good gung-ho for me a little bit too excited to throw people in. people was really getting their face shoved on, on the, like it was police brutality literally documented and like why did it take like fucking 30 years for people to realize like yo maybe this shit isn't cool maybe we shouldn't dramatize and fucking turn the people who are supposed to protect and serve us into some type of wild reality show bro um i get like wild shit happens sometimes but like a lot of this shit i can't help but wonder like did it amplify the situations because the cameras were there um, I never liked this show, so I'm actually happy that it was canceled. This show is also the reason that fucking G4 went down the tank. G4 is one of the greatest, especially because this is a gaming podcast. We got to talk about it. For those of you unaware, there used to be a video game channel called the G4 Network. Uh, before it was G4, I think it was called Tech TV, and then it went to G4. They used to do like video game reviews. They used to have um, they used to have a show where like you could just watch gameplay, get previews of gameplay. Uh, they used to do previews of games. Um, they used to have like esports tournaments and shit. Arena. Um, and then somewhere along the lines, I guess the views weren't where they wanted them to be. So they tried to implement different things into it. And one of the big implementations was cops and American Ninja Warrior. Uh, the Ninja Warrior show was kind of okay, but I was never a big fan of that. But cops, I really hated this shit. I'm like, what the fuck does cops have to do with arena? You know? <laughs> so if you're unfamiliar with G4, you're probably 12. Um, man, it was, it was a great network. It was ahead of its time. Basically YouTube and Twitch is kind of taking over. It was just ahead of its time, but this is what ruined fucking G4. So I, I will, and this show sucks, man. I just, I don't, I don't feel like this. There's certain things that don't need to be a reality TV show. Um, but yeah, cops got canceled in the midst of all the protests. So fuck that show. Thank God. And last but not least on the quick bites that I got for you guys, I actually have a YouTube channel recommendation. I'm gonna try to do this whenever, cause people are always like, yo, what's a youtube channel what you what, what content creators do you watch i don't watch a lot of content creators not because and one thing you got to understand is like because i feel like a lot of content creators do this when when the content creators that you watch say that they don't watch a lot of content creators it's not to be like it's not to sound like try to be like cool like oh we think we're too cool for school at least for me because i'm speaking for myself and i would i'm gonna guess this is similar for other people one of the reasons i don't spend a lot of time watching other content creators is because i'm creating content myself and i'm trying to find a way to better improve my situation so it's kind of hard to sit there and absorb other people's content and like I don't really watch a lot of content just for the sake of being entertained anymore most of the content that I absorb has to do with learning and improving myself so I watch a lot of motivational stuff I watch a lot of things on how to improve my editing or uh, new equipment for streaming stuff like that self-improvement stuff that that's that's in my field that's usually what I watch it's rare for me to watch entertainment stuff so don't think people are trying to be too cool it's like, it's like Drake said I forgot what song it is while everybody's partying I'm making the music that everybody's partying to that's why it's hard for content creators uh to uh be be worried about other people's because we're worried about ourselves but that's not the point whenever i do find a channel that because every once in a while I, i'm human i get burnt out and i want to just 
sit around and watch television or YouTube and stuff. Whenever I do find content creators, I am going to try to start recommending them. I know I've talked about Mikey Chin a lot because I, I really want to get into uh, traveling and vlogging and stuff like that. That's one channel I recommend. But this recent channel that I found, yo, this actually goes in per This is perfect. This goes with um, freaking the let me, let me just bring it on the screen. This goes perfect with the police shit and the protests that we're talking about. I, I, I apologize if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Cause I know for some audio, it's the name of the channel is I'm a guess it press a M a G a N S E T T press. Um, what this YouTube channel is or AP news, just search it on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio version, if you're watching the video version, you'll be able to see it on the screen. Um, he has 169 subscribers at this point. This guy is fucking hilarious. He's an independent news channel and his most popular videos is him exposing corrupt cops and just talk. He's one of those. He's one, I know you guys have seen these videos like on Twitter. Those people that, that know the law. He's one of those people that knows the law. He's very familiar with his rights as a photographer and a cinematographer. And he just goes around filming different things and he films cops and uh, trying to fuck with him and he puts cops in their place. It's so it's one of I know it's not intended to be a comedy channel, but personally, I I love when people put fucking cops that are trying to abuse people's rights in their place. That shit is comedy to me because the cops are so fucking stupid. Cops cop. The reason people don't one of the reasons people don't want cops is not just because of the whole shoving people in the ground, killing people. It's also a lot of cops are fucking dickheads that abuse your rights. And if you don't know them, they'll take advantage of you searching you without a fucking warrant planting drugs on you and shit like that telling you you're not supposed to be in this area and they're like bro if you're in a public space with a camera that is your legal right to film motherfuckers just be coming up to him and he just be schooling these cops with the law and then what's, what's great about it is he has like this this arrogant like smug attitude like this nigga knows his shit and i fucking love it it's fucking security security it's fucking comedy it's not supposed to be comedy but it's hilarious because i can't stand cops they're fucking assholes uh it's, it's funny to see cops get put in their place and made out to be looking stupid um so if you if you like content like this his whole channel is like i don't want to say his whole channel i haven't explored all his content but at least all the content that i've seen it looks like most of his content is just exposing corrupt cops uh and a couple corrupt officials it looks like it so yeah check out this dude's channel shout out to ap news aka i'm a guess it press once again i'll spell it for you a m a g a n s e t t press this motherfucker's channel is funny if you like to see stupid ass cops put in a place, this is the guy for you. All right. That's all I got for the quick bites. Um, now that we got all that shit out of the way, um, first things first, we're going to be talking about a little bit of that game. And, you know, I'm known for the game and, you know, I'm known for the game. And I got some media recommendations for you because I've been having absorbing a little bit of content. It's funny. I went on a whole tangent about how I don't have time to watch it, but I finally watched a little bit of something, something, nothing too crazy um and then i got a lot of good questions from you guys so many i actually got so many good questions i couldn't take them all i might take some more from my twitter and put them on for the next because we're probably going to do another we're going to probably gonna go back to back with episodes uh so it'll be plenty of good content uh i beat trials of mana since the last podcast on stream at twitch.tv slash the black okage follow my live stream but i'm not going to review it this episode probably on next week's episode um which, by the way, The Last of Us 2 is coming out. I don't think I'm going to review it by the next episode, but the next next episode I will. That's beside the point. Uh, I got a lot of great questions, so I took a bunch of questions from you guys. Um, but first things first, let's get into this gaming. But I got to get a swig of this water first. It's on the gaming side of things. Since the last podcast, the PlayStation 5 got the full reveal. We got to look at the design. 
um we got to look at like different games no price point no we didn't get a price we didn't get a price we didn't prices what's the price <laughs> um so first things first the design um everybody's making jokes that it looks like a router it does uh <laughs> the internet's right so it's basically the big ass refrigerator the xbox versus the router um to be honest i see a lot of people like shitting on it as like a meme i don't buy consoles i don't buy consoles to look at the fucking console i play I, I buy it to fucking just play games so honestly does it look goofy yeah but i'm on the side of i i'm buying it to play games i really don't give a fuck i'm more worried about the the specs inside does it have proper cooling is it gonna overheat because we don't need another red ring of death we don't need that yellow light like the ps3 used to have i think that it was the yellow light when it would fail um i'm worried i'm more worried about is it getting proper ventilation because that thing looks kind of small and compact so i really hope that the ventilation is good on it and has a proper cooling system so it doesn't overheat um i didn't like that there was no price they did not reveal the price i guess they're going to save that for another date and i think they really should have revealed the price because there's a lot of speculation online um a lot of people are saying there's no way that they're going to charge more than five or six hundred dollars they've been saying that for like the past year but then like two days, a day before the event happened, the day of, I just seen a lot of people in my Twitch chat. I seen a lot of people on Twitter. They were speculating $700, $800, 650 Like random prices were just going, I seen 725 750 People were talking about Amazon leaks, about 750 or some shit like that. I don't know, man. Uh, because there's so many price points out there that are just floating around. If I was Sony, I wouldn't want that false information going around because you know people love to run with soft false uh, information. So I should I would have put the price out there. I um I can't help but wonder they they spent like a whole hour and a half doing this reveal. If they didn't reveal the price, it makes me think it's going to be more than like five or six hundred dollars. I think it's possible that it could be seven or eight hundred dollars, and that's a big deal. That was something we were talking about on stream last night. Um, it's a big deal because I feel like the tides have shifted. Uh, people's third eye has been awakened when it comes to technology. Not completely, y'all not all the way there, but it has been awakened. Um, if a console comes out at a price point of seven or eight hundred dollars, I think there are going to be more people than ever that are gonna look at the PS5 and say, Why would I pay eight hundred dollars for a gaming console when the console is supposed to be about convenience and price when I can just build a PC? You can get a good PC for eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Uh, so that, that'll be better than the PS5. So they're probably going to look at it and like, well, maybe I should finally take that take that dive and hop into PC gaming. Um, so I think the price point does matter. It's like, why are they hiding it? I think people's minds and has shifted. This is something I was talking about on stream. So one thing that that's different between this generation and last generation in the last 10 years, basically, is remember when the Xbox One and the PS4 were coming out? People, people like me and GI, we were talking about PC gaming back then because we were already PC gamers. But all the console gamers that were just looking to get a PS4 or an Xbox One would tell us, shut the fuck up, you're a PC elitist, all this other shit. I'm gonna be honest, you see it every once in a while, but you really don't see that PC elitist term thrown around as much anymore because people's third eye is starting to awaken that maybe there might there might be more uh, to be offered than just the console. Um, so I feel like people's minds have shifted. That wasn't a thing when the PS4 and the Xbox were just, the Xbox One were just coming out. People people were just in the market for a new console. Now people are kind of looking like, uh, let's see how much that console costs. If it costs too much, I might get a I might get a PC. And I think that's interesting to see the, the market shift. I don't know if y'all remember. Yo, when the PS4 was first coming out, people used to say that your human eye couldn't even see more than 30 frames now people have been now that's been dispelled and people realize yo my eyes can see more than fucking 30 frames now they're looking at pc gaming as a more viable option uh i'm not gonna lie they, if it does come out at seven eight hundred dollars i don't think i'm getting that day one like 
that, that shit's too much money. It's like, I can afford it, but do I want to afford it? Because the reality is, if you pay seven, $800, you also got to get a couple games. You're probably going to need another controller. Um, so your little cousin or your little brother or sister will shut the fuck up. And I don't think any cheap-ass Mad Cat controller is going to be available day one. Um, you're probably going to also need the internet. They're probably going to charge. I would not be surprised if Sony jacks up the price on the PS Online um so it's, it's a lot of expenses by the time you get the controller a couple games the ps online uh it's probably gonna be a thousand dollars so you might as well just build the pc because if you build a pc for a thousand dollars you get the pc and there's a bunch of free-to-play games that you can have uh there's also the steam sales epic game sales you can get a lot of great games for five ten dollars so you would you would pay more upfront, but you save more money in the long run um point being that i'm trying to reiterate is i feel like the market has shifted i don't feel like i'm getting as insulted as much um by people saying by telling people that i prefer pc gaming i pc is my primary and then ps4 is like my secondary and then my xbox is basically a coaster and a doorstop uh because they don't got no games <laughs> um and then on the xbox side of things it's kind of hard too because they don't all their games are coming to pc i don't that was another conversation we was having like what the fuck xbox is gonna do because all their games are coming to pc what's the justification for even i don't know that's beside the point we're talking about ps5 yeah so the, i think the consumer's mind has changed um people are being more open-minded um and i think the price point matters and they don't need to hide it but we're being negative let's talk about some positives that i saw because at the end of the day i thought the ps5 reveal event was actually all right i gave it a b b minus it didn't blow me away but i saw enough games that if they came out around a like the first or second year i'd be able to i'd i'd be an early adopter of the ps5 so the positive things that i did see from the ps5 reveal event was the spider-man morales game I am confused on this. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not confused by the fact that I'm going to pick up and play with a black man. Pause. That sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> you get the point. <laughs> um, <laughs> yo, doesn't this podcast suck? Rate this shit five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, that's beside the point. I definitely want to play the game, but I saw a lot of conflicting reports. I don't know. I'm confused. Is this a new game? Is this DLC or is it as an expansion? Uh, what is this? There needs to be clarification on this, but I definitely want to play the Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, the new Ratchet and Clank looked fire. That shit looked gorgeous. The Ratchet and Clank game, whew, it looked beautiful. Um, Kenna, uh, Bridge of Spirits, that game looked really interesting. It looked like a cross between Pikmin and almost like a Ratchet and Clank like platformer, Jack and Dexter type game. It looked like it put a nice little spin on it and the graphics were, mwah. I love, I love these color. That was one of my favorite things that I can praise about the PS5 reveal event. I love the fact that I saw a wide array of colors. The past two generations, ever, ever since the success of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4, um, gaming has just become oscar bait and the color pad palette has become so dry everything's black brown gray just trying to be gritty let's bring it back man colorful fruitful i, I play games me personally i get some of you guys want to be esports all-stars and you want to get all the bitches but me personally i i play games to escape this world i don't want realistic graphics all the fun all the fucking time so that's one thing i could praise about the ps5 event i was happy to see lots of colors on the screen bright vibrant uh almost childlike just joyful i love that shit i love goofy ass platformer colorful games i don't give a fuck i'll be 30 years old in august i love that shit bro i love that shit i was raised on fucking nintendo and I'm always going to like that shit. Shout out. I'm playing SpongeBob Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. I'm playing it. I swear to God. Um, other games I liked uh, was it Deathloop. That's the new game from Arcane Studios. The ones who made um, 
what's the shit with Corvo? Uh, la, 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 la. I'm about to, oh my God, I, Cor, I, Dishonored, I'm an idiot. Dishonored, they, they made Dishonored. Honestly, Deathloop looked exactly like Dishonored. Like they copy and pasted the animations, but the difference is it's a black man with guns and like he has like time travel and shit. Um, and because the animations looked exactly the same, I was like, is there a possibility that Deathloop takes place in the same the same universe as um, Dishonored and maybe he's like a modern day assassin, black man with a shotgun and shit, or maybe he's even related to Corvo. It's possible. I, I brought that theory up on stream and some people call me dumbasses and shit. And I was like, bro, I'm just, first of all, it's not even that serious. I'm just throwing theories out there. We're just having fun with it. Goddamn. Y'all take these games way too fucking serious. You fucking dweebs. Uh, second, it's not out of the realm of possibility because if you watch the trailer for Deathloop, like I said, it looked like they copy and pasted some of the animations directly from, um, from Corvo and put it in that game from Dishonored and put it right in, in, in Deathloop. Um, so I was like, maybe he's a, he's a descendant. Don't there, there, there are white people with black people in a family and, and vice versa. Black people, with white people in a family, people fucking be having interracial relationships and shit. Don't be acting. Don't be acting like your little sister, Susie don't like the BBC. It's possible that he could be a descendant. Okay. Everybody loves the BBC everybody loves bbc rate this show five stars on apple podcast all right another game that i liked uh horizon zero dawn 2 no no horizon 2 forbidden west that game looked gorgeous i don't expect anything mind-blowing out of it but it looks like it's gonna be another solid sequel i did not see any game that just blew my mind like the next mass effect or the next witcher or some like cyberpunk or like the last of us none like that i didn't see nothing that like blow my mind but i saw a lot of solid titles and if this lineup is what it looks like around launch time within the first year or two or like launch window because launch window is the first like year or two ps5 could be it could be all right it could be all right it could be all right i just hope those rumors of the ps5 overheating are not true so like i said overall i enjoyed the ps5 event i gave it like a b b minus wasn't blown away, but I, I thought they showed some good things. I'm not a hater. Um, I will say this PS5 event further reveals that uh, we don't need E3. E3 is dead, y'all. I think this PS5 event really proved it. Other events proved it, but this one really proved it. I think they said they had like oh they had like millions of people watching. They had like five million plus people watching the PS5 event across all the different platforms. I mean, shit on my Twitch stream alone. I had uh, I peaked around 4,500 viewers. I had 4,500 plus thousand people watching me um, watch the PS5 reveal and us reacting and shit. We had a good ass time, bro. Um, so I, I think this proves like we're in an internet age. We don't need E3. Sure, it would be nice to get some hands on time with the games like at E3. But most people are not going to take a thousand dollar flight to fucking LA to be able to play the new Ratchet and Clank for five minutes. Um, just give everybody access with the internet. It was dope. It was dope to see. Um, I think this is going to be finally the final nail in the coffin. Well, actually, the final nail in the coffin is the Summer Games Fest. So, fucking Jeff Keighley, the guy who does uh, the Yo Gaming Awards show every December, the guy, the Doritos and Mountain Dew Pope, uh, he has uh, this, he did the, he created the Summer Games Fest and it's currently going on. We're in the middle of it, and that's further proof that we don't need E3. I don't know if the PS5 event is part of the Summer Games Fest. I think it's separate. It's just Sony doing their own thing. Um, I will say the Summer Games Fest further proves that we don't need E3 um, because it's just been game review after game reveal after game review. And my sub box has been floated, flooded. It honestly feels like E3. Um, and I think it's dope. It's dope to give everybody access with the internet. Like, I think it's time to say, to admit that Nintendo was ahead of their time. 
Nintendo was correct with the Nintendo Direct. And it's crazy, too, because Nintendo has been infamous for being so anti-online. It took forever. I would actually argue that, like, the Nintendo Switch is their first... Because nobody really played the Wii like that. Like, Nintendo Switch is their first real, like, online experience that was, like, thorough, you know? Like, like you guys remember the GameCube days? Most of you probably don't even remember the GameCube had online on it. You had to buy an adapter, and it only worked with Mario Kart Double Dash. Um, that's beside the point. The fucking Wii sucked, too, with the online and shit. Nintendo's just notorious for having bad online. They've been very slow to adopt it, but they were the first to create the Direct, and it seems like every company's following. And now you got the Summer Games Fest, and there's been a lot of things hitting my sub box, but what I will say, if Jeff Keighley ever hears this, which I doubt, um, but I'm still going to put it in the, in the universe. Um, if I could critique it, I would say that it's it's kind of a hot mess it's kind of all over the place and i'm gonna give him a pass because it's the first year and he's trying to organize all these game companies but one thing that i did like about e3 it was organized there was there was basically the big conferences you had sony microsoft nintendo you knew what time the conferences were going to be you had the ubisoft um the ea joint nobody cared about the square enix one um <laughs> you get the point there was a set schedule I'm not saying there isn't one, but you haven't done a very good job of promoting it. Cause like, I mean, I'm usually on top of these things. I couldn't figure out where, when is this on YouTube? Is this on Twitch? What time? Like it's kind of a hot mess. It feels like, and it's all over the place. And then on top of that, there really hasn't been that many great game reveals. So you gotta, you gotta secure some better stuff. EA is doing their shit tomorrow, I think. So maybe next podcast, we'll talk about what else has been revealed. Um, but that's critique I could have. Like you gotta bear organize this shit. Just, just come up with something to, uh, to a better get people a place to go all in one spot um one thing that i did see that was interesting that was revealed during the summer games fest uh, actually it wasn't the summer this was just ea um let me put it on the article shit they revealed today star wars squadrons um this is the new dog fighting game which by the way why when people fight in the air is it called dog fighting and i'm ignorant about that like if, if dogs have four legs dogs are some of the most grounded ass motherfuckers they have four legs we have two they have four they're four times more grounded than the average human being uh for two times i mean i can't talk i can't think uh yeah why is it called dog fighting is it just supposed to be irony i don't know rate this rate this podcast five stars on apple Podcasts if you got the answer <laughs> um but they revealed star wars squadrons i remember back in the ps2 gamecube era there was a game called star wars rogue squadron and it was a dog fighting game where you got to play with the x fighter and all the other different fighters and shit and you went on star wars missions and blowing them shit. i remember i liked this game as a kid so it's nice to see this return i don't know if this is a sequel or this is a reimagining but this is what they announced it's just a cg trailer i think tomorrow they're supposed to reveal the gameplay on twitter according to nebelian uh he says star wars squadron reveal trailer la, 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 la. it's a first person dog fighting game set after return of the jedi single and multiplayer campaigns cross-play support vr support for on pc and ps4 i did like rogue squadron but that shit was third person and i'm not gonna lie i just read this this kind of threw me off first person dog fighting game you kind of lost me there i don't really want to play this game in first person because i feel like i'm gonna get a stomach ache playing this shit do y'all really want to fly around in the x-wing in space fighting Darth Vader and shit, doing barrel rolls. Like, I, I feel like, honestly, if I played Star Fox in first person, I would have got a stomachache doing all them barrel rolls. So this is what you're going to be doing in this. Is it supposed to be a VR game? It's going to have VR support, but is it? are they really promoting the VR? I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I just lost interest. I should have read that tweet before I did this, before I did this fucking podcast. Now I'm kind of disappointed. I'm not going to lie. Y'all let me know on Twitter. Do y'all want to play a first person dogfighting game in, in space? I don't know. 
This shit is making my stomach turn even thinking about it. Let's get off this shit. I, I officially no longer care about this game. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, let me get a swig of this water before before we get off the fucking gaming section of the podcast. When I was in high school, I was on the wrestling team. I remember the summer before my senior year, my parents shipped me off to a week-long camp to improve my skills. Since it was an overnight camp, I had a roommate. And I will never forget this guy. He refused to shower. Instead, he opted to drown himself in Axe body spray every morning. He could have used something like today's sponsor, Hawthorne. Hawthorne is a men's hygiene brand that has a wide array of products from colognes to shampoos, deodorants, body washes, and more. Hawthorne is all I've been using for the past several months, and I have not been disappointed. Reason being is they make it easy to make the right selection. Simply fill out their two-minute quiz on their website, and they'll suggest the best products based off your answers. I was actually surprised how detailed the quiz was. You get simple questions like, how often do you shower? But you also get more thorough ones like, what's your drink of choice? Do you smoke? And is your skin oily or dry? I have all their products, and I have to say that I am thorough impressed with their shampoo and conditioner as a black person you know our hair is different we have to be careful not to use products that strip our scalp of its natural oils i've noticed with their shampoo and conditioner two things the first being that my hair grows better the weaker areas of my hairline have definitely thickened and two i have not had dandruff since i started using their conditioner my hair stays properly moisturized and since father's day is coming up i think hawthorne would be a great gift idea for all the dads sons and brothers in your life just take the quiz form and hawthorne will handle the rest if he doesn't like the product know that Hawthorne is totally risk-free because they provide free shipping and free return. And since Hawthorne is a sponsor of the show, be sure to head on over to Hawthorne.co and that's Hawthorne with an E and use promo code Hokage at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co and use code Hokage at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase at Hawthorne.co. Since the last podcast, I absorbed some new pieces of media. Those would include and what I recommend. So the first thing first, I need to read. I need to watch more documentaries. Uh, I watched a documentary on Netflix. It was recommended to me by you guys on Twitch. Follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Black Okage. Sometimes I listen to y'all. Not all the time, but sometimes. Y'all recommended me this uh, Netflix documentary. It's called The 13th. It is about the 13th Amendment. Uh, it's very, it's very, what's the word I'm looking for? Very, uh, it's very good to watch for in, in, in turbulent times like this. I mean, I, for those of you unfamiliar, I already knew what the 13th Amendment is. The 13th Amendment, a lot of people are trying to get it abolished. For those of you unaware, slavery is still legal in the United States. It's legal under the 13th Amendment. And basically what it says, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically what it says is if you become um, if you become a prisoner, you're owned by the state and then the state can do whatever the fuck they want with you. Uh, so slavery is legal. Slavery is legal through um, locking people up. And that's kind of why there's an enticement f- to lock up more black folks, because uh, ever since they freed black folks, they didn't know what to do with. Them. Listen, we didn't get all into that. Listen, if you want to learn more about how and the prison, the pipe, the, 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 the school prison, the pipe system and and cops and why they act the way that they do. And, yo, it is mad companies like I knew it was companies in prison that were uh using these services this this slave labor but it was like it was like random companies too like fucking but i didn't know it to the extent like i seen victoria's secret on the damn uh on the on, that was the one that stood out to me i'm like victoria's secret they using fucking prisoners to make panties and shit this shit is weird like i thought it was just like they were making like furnitures like chairs and couches and shit but no it's like everyday products like panties um and Lord knows some of y'all need panties because y'all bitches. Uh, let me stop. I'm joking. I'm joking. We don't refer to people as bitches. We refer to them as bitch ass niggas. All right. Um, the- 
<laughs> but yeah, if you want to learn, if you're not familiar with the 13th Amendment and like I just kind of gave you like a brief little breakdown of it and you want to go like fully in depth, it's like an hour and a half. Very interesting. Um, I, I'll actually know it now. I think about it. It wasn't in my podcast notes, but on top of my head, I watched the video on YouTube. It was titled. I would recommend it. How rich was uh, Black Wall Street? I did not. I, I knew about Black Wall Street before Watchmen. Most people did not know about Black Wall Street. Isn't that really sad? that in order to learn true american history you have to watch hbo shows like watchmen most people most americans did not know about black wall street which i feel like more people would be empathetic towards the black struggle if they did because one of the main arguments is just clean yourself up fucking stop having babies get a job and pull yourself up by by the boots by the bootstraps which is bullshit in itself because you didn't pull your, your family didn't pull themselves up by the bootstrap uh, the bootstraps y'all had an advantage by you know enslaving us but Let's pretend like we're all on an even playing field or whatever. Most people don't know about Black Wall Street, uh, Rosedale in Florida, uh, Durham, North Carolina. There were uh, there were a lot of uh, prospering black communities in America post slavery. And uh, there was a massacre in Tulsa, Oklahoma, known as Black Wall Street. Uh, Fucking they dropped bombs on us. They firebombed us, blew up 35. I think it was 35 blocks. We literally owned an entire the, the point I'm trying to make is I learned from this video, like how rich these people actually were. And there was a lot of sentiment and jealousy from like their white neighbors. Apparently, they owned six private planes. I was like, hold up. Mind you, there was only two airports in Oklahoma at that time. And six planes were owned by black families. There were tons of banks. They said there was like 21 movie theaters, a bunch of different black owned banks. They, they said they had like over like. Uh, hundreds of business yo i was like yo the, i when i watched that video i was like i could see why they firebombed fucking black wall street because that and like i said other other communities were popping up across america it would have inspired a revolution and you know you can't have to let the black man have no money um why am i talking about this uh these are things i care about because i'm black uh shout out to because i'm black <laughs> from from gi anyways uh 13th amendment the, the 13th it's called the 13th it's a really good documentary if you want to learn about how slavery is still legal in america and how it affects society and the products that they produce and uh i learned i i recommend it because i learned a lot of new things in there it re it not a lot it reinforced a lot of things that i already knew but i picked up a couple new things like um like i didn't know the ku klux klan uh like the burning you know how the ku klux klan they burn crosses uh i learned that they got that from the movie birth of a nation apparently they weren't doing that before but it became a case of life imitating art after that movie came out because the if you haven't seen birth of a nation it's a horrifying movie it's basically makes being the ku klux klan member look like you're like a fucking cowboy just going around shooting niggas up and shit uh it's a terrible movie um basically life started imitating art and the ku klux klan started burning crosses after that movie um so that was interesting. I did not learn that little. T- I, I did not know that little tidbit. I also learned about there's a group. There's a there's a lobbyist group called Alec um, that lobby for laws. With for, they lobby for laws towards your local politicians that basically incentivize and imprison more black people, which obviously, come on, creates more products for free um, and, and creates more slaves. Interesting, interesting movie. Definitely worth watching. It's called The Thirteenth on Netflix. Highly recommend it. Educate yourself. Really start to understand why things are the certain way. Don't be walking around. Take take the red pill. Yo, a lot of people love to talk about, especially my Twitch chat. They love to talk about red pill in the context of like dating. Uh, that's cool. Like I, I'm definitely like that way. Like learning about women's true nature. That's cool. But uh, you also need to take the red pill. Just you know, in life. Period. Don't just do it for dating. 
see the world for what it truly is. Get off that blue pill. Uh, yes, that was a Matrix reference. Anyways, uh, the other piece of media that I recommend is uh, Dave Chappelle dropped a new stand up. I don't want to call it like a comedy stand up. It's called 846, which is in reference to George Floyd. How much time was, uh, you know, dude, the officer was on his neck. Um, it's on YouTube. It's for free. It was sponsored by Netflix. Um, it's not really it's not really a stand-up so don't go into this thinking you're gonna laugh i i like you know i smirked like a couple times but honestly it just kind of felt like a church sermon it was very raw he had like some things written in his notebook that he wanted to get off his chest and he literally just sits on stage and i guess he called netflix up and he was like look man i'm gonna throw a free show tell everybody in town to show up if they want to let's record something and it's a 30 minute stand-up about things that are going on in society it's not really funny there's a couple of little smirky little cheeky moments but other than that he's kind of just talking about real shit and how people feel and all this other stuff and like i said it's not don't go into it thinking you're gonna laugh but i still think it's worth watching just to get a different perspective um shout out to him for referencing the jaw rule joke because nobody gives nobody gives a fuck about what jaw rule thinks in a time like this um so definitely check out 846 on youtube it's for free uh dave Chappelle, one of the one of the greats one of the living greats all right let me get a swig of this water um and then i'm gonna get into your guys's questions so the first question comes from and by the way if you want to submit a question for the next podcast if you want your question asked uh follow me on twitter at mr underscore i keep it real i was actually thinking about because you know i'm always trying to find new ways to monetize and make some money because i'm broke i was thinking about doing a thing where like i give, i can give a guaranteed answer to your question because the way i do it is i tweet out i'm working on show notes if you have any questions submit them and i just kind of pick and choose whatever but i'm thinking maybe guaranteed answer to questions if you i don't know drop five or ten on the cash app and like you give me your Twitter username, you got to reply to the tweet. And then I don't know. Let me know. Uh, let me know on Twitter if that's a good idea. Guaranteed answers the questions through through donations. Anyways, uh, first question comes from Armand on Twitter. And he says, have you ever thought about having a pop in guest on Hokage Thoughts? It's a good idea to keep it a solo podcast. But every once in a while, adding another voice to it could lead to different ideas, topics to pop up. Um, the reason that I. OK, so he's asking would I ever have a guest on there. Right now, at this moment, where I'm at mentally, uh, June 2020, 29 years old, I don't want a guest on my podcast. This is a solo podcast, and it's been very successful. It's made me a lot of money. I've been, <laughs> I've been picking up advertisers out the ass. It's been very successful on Apple. It's crazy, too, because when I think about it, the idea for this podcast was just kind of like started off as a joke. I was like, eh. one day I woke up, I was like, eh, I'm in the mood to just talk. Yeah. So I was like, I just put out a tweet. I was like, yo, would y'all watch a podcast separate from the GI podcast where I just talk about anything and I just ramble about life and shit? And people were like, yeah, go for it. So I was like, fuck it. I just came up with a name. I got some artwork done and I didn't know for thinking. I just got started getting cracking within like a month after I put that tweet out. I got it cracking once I got the artwork done. Um, and it's been very successful for me. That's why I be trying to tell people, stop overthinking shit. Just do it. If you really believe that you can do it, go for it. It doesn't mean it's going to be good right away, but you can get better over time. People appreciate people appreciate a story where somebody started off as trash and fucking got better over time. And it's a glow up versus they usually will hate on you if you're just a beast right at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, um, the reason I don't want anybody on my podcast is because I think that's what separates it. It's a solo podcast. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But me personally, I don't know anybody else that does a solo podcast. Um, and I'm not to toot my own horn, but real shit. 
on average, these episodes have been about an hour a piece, usually sometimes longer. Um, and I usually just sit into this microphone and talk for an hour. And like, this has become one of the most popular podcasts in the world. I'm like, I'm ranked in the top 100 for TV and film right now. Uh, for those of you unaware, which, which by the way, to toot my horn again, this is the second podcast I have ranked in the top 100, the gaming Illuminati podcast, our gaming podcast that's ranked in the top 100 in the gaming section. Uh, and now I have another podcast that's ranked in the top 100 charts for podcasts in the world, uh, for the TV and film section, at least, um, we got to get it to just the general charts. And I did this just being myself sitting here talking. So I don't really see a point in adding anybody to my podcast. Cause I think that's what separates it. That's what makes it unique. I'm sitting here talking for an hour by myself and I'm still able to captivate an audience. I don't know anybody else that's doing a solo podcast. Like, I don't think people understand how hard it is to do this. It's easy to do a podcast with your friends or a group of coworkers because you guys can feed off each other's energy and ideas. And also you don't have to speak the entire time. I literally have to speak the entire fucking time. The only time I don't is when I say, let me get a swig of this water. That's why my mouth be so damn dry. Cause I got to get a swig of that water. We need to get them t-shirts going by the way. Um, let's see. And because of that let's see hokage thoughts apple and people actually supporting this shit and it rise on the charts if i go to the apple page right now um it's rated five stars and it has over 2.2 thousand ratings at this very moment i think that's more than the game and illuminati podcast bro this is one of the most popular podcasts in the world and it's just me being myself so i don't really see a point in bringing anybody on because i feel like that's what separates me from the pack i can stand on my own two feet and still be interesting Um, I'm not saying I will never, I'm not going to completely rule it out. Who knows a year from now, two years from now, my mind frame might completely change, but I think me personally, the reason why I wouldn't do it is because me standing on my own two feet is what makes this shit special. Um, and adding somebody to it will kind of take that away. Um, they might come on here and say something stupid or aggravate people. I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm at mentally right now, but my mind could change. My mind could change. Um, the next question comes from Cozy Malik, and he says, uh, thoughts on a Twitter argument. Uh, la, 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 la. Is it wrong for parents to kick their kids out when they turn 18? For example, with no resources or guidance to start life. Uh, and then Burner Finger actually replied to Cozy Malik. He added on, he said, if I could add to this question, I want to know how long would you allow your kids to stay with you? All right. So two part question that feeds into one another. I saw whether or not is it wrong for parents to kick their outs when they when they turn 18, for example, no resources, no guidance. Okay, so if your if your kids have no resources or guidance at 18, I would argue that it's wrong to to kick them out because you you as a parent failed your kids like our kids are a reflection of ourselves. So if you're if your kid has no guidance or resources at 18, he, he doesn't have like um a trade school he's going to or he's not going to college or like a job you felt them as a parent they don't they don't have any guidance or resources because of the kids so i think it's because of the parent i mean so i think it's wrong for the parent to kick them out because you as a parent uh you failed the child uh so yeah i i, I would argue it, it's wrong uh and then he said if i may add to the question i want to know how long would you allow your kids to stay with you i don't know i think how long would i add yeah i failed them but at the same time if, I wouldn't say longer than 25. At some point, you're gonna have to, have to hop off the porch. That's the reality, right? One thing you gotta understand about being an adult is nobody's ever 100% ready to be an adult. Also, nobody will ever be 100% ready to be a parent. You will just never be ready to, you'll never be, because you never know what life is gonna throw at you, if that makes sense. 
And um, if they stay in the house a little bit longer, 2021, 20, 25, then I would get worried they're getting comfortable. Because the reality is your parents are going to be your parents are not going to be here forever. Um, so at some point you had to take the initiative to like, I feel like uh, one thing I noticed is I feel like a lot of people nowadays feel like, yo, you got to have like $20,000 saved up in the bank account to move out. No, bro. You can have like a little savings, you know, like 5,000 saved up and then fucking go. Like, I'm gonna be honest, yo. I hopped off the port. I, I moved out when I was 19. Um, I, honestly, I was pretty much kicked out. Uh, and I didn't really have anything in my savings. Uh, I think I had like 2000 in my bank account. No, no. I had like 4,000 in my bank account. And I had to pay the first and the last. So I had to pay rent when I first moved in 2000. So I had like $2,000 in my bank account because I had to pay rent up front. I really didn't have a lot of money. Uh, and I just made it happen. Like, how are you, how are they supposed to learn how to be self-sufficient if they're always depending on you? So I feel like it's a 50-50. It's a sticky question. In the beginning, I think, yeah, it's wrong to kick them out at 18 if they have no resources or guidance because I feel like the parent failed them. But since they are staying in your house while they're an adult in that time between 18 19 20 21 22 23 they should be spending time getting those resources and guidance um if it comes from the parent cool but if it doesn't you also have to realize you have to take responsibility for yourself uh at the end of the day you are an adult uh so i i, I don't think there's a definitive answer for this question it's kind of weird it's it's yes and no at what point do you play a role in yourself it's kind of like what i'd be talking about on stream like the people like i'd be seeing a lot of streamers they'd be tweeting about how hard it is for them because they got bullied in high school but then these motherfuckers be like 35 years old at what point do you take responsibility for yourself at what point do you get off twitter and quit bitching and crying and go see a therapist because that's what you need um so it depends uh, I think people need to be accountable for them. Whose auntie is that? Uh, bit, 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 um, I don't know. That's that's the somebody's auntie had texted me. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I think the answer is yes and no. It's it's too many moving parts to just give a. Def not everything in life is black and white. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If there's anything you get out of here, not everything in life is black and white. I feel like personally, if I didn't leave my parents' house when I did. Uh, I wouldn't have grown as a person and I wasn't 100% ready. And that's something you just have to accept. I don't know if that answered the question. Anyways, the next one comes from Blue Note Gaming. And he says, yo, TBH, with everything going on in the world right now, what happens when you find out and know your friends are on the other side of the line of the conversation? It sucks because I grew up with these people, but they don't care like I do. I even sent the link to one to register to vote, but he didn't care. This, this question is kind of vague, so it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to figure out what you're talking about. Um, I'm the type of person that I don't believe that you should cut people off because they have a difference of opinion. You can grow from one another or listening. And then you can also just agree to disagree as long as you keep it respectful. But then I also believe there are certain things that like I draw the line. Like, honestly, one thing I was thinking about, like, I really hate how this kind of this topic about race has become about politics. Like when people say that my life matters, when I say that my black life matters, that's not politics. That's just that's a morality thing. That's a humanity thing. And that's where I would draw the line. Like you're telling me that I don't matter. We can't have a dis there's no respect the difference of opinion there. Like you're just a racist. Uh, so it depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about something like the economy or something like that, then it doesn't really matter that much as long as fucking like different ideas on like politics and stuff like that. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Like as long as you guys are being respectful, but if you're talking about something deeper, like something morality and human, and you feel like that's making you uncomfortable, go find some new friends. You know, say you show me your friends, I'll show you my, I'll show you your future. You hang around a bunch of losers, you're most likely gonna become a loser. So you might as well ditch them. 
Um, so that's what it, that's what I would say for that one. Hopefully that helped. Hold up, I gotta check this text message. All right, so the next question comes from Gianna. And she asks, do you expect an influx of black main characters in the near future of gaming because of recent events of protests and rioting because of pro police brutality and companies maybe start to pander? Maybe they'll start to pander is what you're saying? Uh, an influx of black main characters, maybe not main characters, but like more like maybe like, you know, side main characters, somebody in the group um and maybe even main characters yeah i would not be surprised if there's if there's more uh, but I, i'm kind of conflicted about this right because it's one of those situations where it's damned if you do damned if they don't if they don't put more black characters in video games then you'll complain that there's no representation in them but if they do now you're making the argument that they're pandering and isn't the end goal to get more of what more of just you so it's like, eh, it sucks that it sucks that this is the reason maybe why they're supporting, but it, it at least they're supporting now. Because I was saying the same thing about like Twitch. I feel conflicted about Twitch. Like, I don't know, for those of you unaware that don't follow like the Twitch, the Twitch stream, uh, the Twitch stream, the Twitch, uh, what's it called? Uh, scene uh, on the on the homepage. Hardly any black creators ever get featured. Honestly, the only people that really get featured are like white males on the homepage of Twitch. And if you get on the homepage, you get thousands of views. Last time I was on the homepage, I had 12,000 views. Uh, rarely anybody get, of color gets on the homepage. And for the longest, creators have been complaining. You know, why can't we get on? You know, you blah, blah, blah. They don't do it except for on Black History Month. Uh, <laughs> but George Floyd dies. Yo, true story. George Floyd dies the next day. Ever since ever since George Floyd died, there have been nothing but black creators on the homepage. And that shit is really weird to me because I'm like, it's kind of like how they said they don't have money for reparations, but magically when COVID happened, they had money for everybody. They had $1,200 in everybody's bank account. Magically, you know, there's nothing but black streamers on the homepage. And that does kind of weird me out that it took somebody to die. But at the same time, it's like, eh. You know, they say not, they say uh, any promotion, there's no such thing as bad promotion or bad media. It's like, at the end of the day, you are on the homepage. It's sad that it took this. Me personally, if I was Twitch, I would have recommended they wait at least like a month and put out a statement like, hey, we're gonna try to do a better job to better support our creators. But it was kind of like a knee jerk reaction. Um, I, I don't know, like if somewhere down the line, going back to your question, if like years down the line we start to see more black characters, I don't see anything wrong with it because at the end of the day that was our that was our end goal and it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. I will say it would be weird if like I don't know, let's say like we've seen Cyberpunk, right? Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. We've been looking at this game for like the last ten years, ten years, two years. In the last two years, they said you can create your own character, and then tomorrow they come out and they release a statement. We now no longer have a creator create a character section. It's now just a black character. That I think would be bad. Or um, I don't know. Let's uh, what 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 new games are coming out? Uh, the ones that I just uh, from the PS5 that we were looking at. Um, Horizon Zero, Horizon Two, Forbidden West. This is a game that's in the works. It's coming out soon, right? Like it would be weird if they announced tomorrow. Guerrilla Games announced tomorrow that uh, Alloy is no longer the main character. Horizon Alloy is going to be a black woman named Keisha. I think that would be problematic. It's like you're just gonna switch up your whole vision to try to that's pandering to me but if if years down the line we start to see more representation i would just look at that as results versus pandering pandering is when fucking hillary clinton went on the breakfast club and it was like yo i put hot sauce on my chicken that's pandering bro like, <laughs> but uh I, I, do we not do we not protest do we not demand justice so that we can see better results it's like i would say yeah i don't see anything wrong with more black main characters because of this 
long as it's like it, there's a time period between that i don't know if that helped anyways the next question comes from the voker and he says nah here's a better question have you ever had to turn down applicants that wanted to be part of gi not expecting specifics or anything but i don't know just thought it'd be interesting on how to choose for the millionth time everybody on the stream team in gi nobody was an applicant i never first of all i back when i first uh, i don't think you can find the tweet now because i deleted all my tweets because uh, you know people be searching and shit you ain't gonna find no tweets on me um but i remember back in 2012 i put out a tweet and i said i want to put together a group of like black creators on youtube and like twitch or whatever like so on some like i don't know commission shit or the the you know just like a like a round table knights of the round table of just black excellence <laughs> uh, and i remember i did do a video where i was looking for people to be a part of the group and hardly anybody hardly anybody applied so i was like fuck it you know i just took the friends that i gamed with on the regular there was a natural chemistry there anyway and then we made gi like it, i wasn't looking for applicants when i when i was looking for applicants nobody wanted it but now you see it's doing well now you want to apply and shit there is no fucking application i, I hate to break it to you there's no application you cannot apply you cannot be a part of it nope too late nobody want to be a part of anything until they see it successful y'all don't like the work y'all like the results so ask yourself why you want to be a part of it that's the real question what do you you know it's funny people love to ask can i be part of gi i always ask what do you bring to the table because i need to make some more money everybody just want to i want to i want a group of friends like gi okay then just game with some people that's all it was just game with some people that's how you get a group of friends but no we're not taking no applications we're not taking no no interns that's another thing people be asking and like people have this idea gi like we don't make as much money as y'all think okay i think if anything you just like to see the black unity and you want to be a part of that that's all that is but we really don't make it y'all motherfuckers be talking to us like we like we 100 these or tsm or something we ain't getting money like that nowhere near that trust me i wish i motherfucking wish but applications are closed uh should have took that answer to call back in the day anyways the next question comes from true zero and he says how do you stay disciplined to keep working hard the way i stay disciplined is because i got bills i think i answered this in a previous podcast i got bills i don't have any other like actually you know what this question actually pertains to the earlier one about when's the right time to kick your child out of the house um it's kind of the argument i was making earlier i would argue i would not be as disciplined if i didn't hop off the porch um living at your parents house can 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 create complacency and i think that's that's the important it's kind of it's kind of the same concept of like i know a lot of people most people who learn how to swim is because somebody threw them in the pool i know when i was a kid i got thrown in the pool and my parents was like swim so it was either swim or, or fucking or sink so if you just hop into the pool your body's gonna figure it out you know you're not gonna figure it out overnight but you're gonna figure it out you're gonna make mistakes but you're nobody's ever 100 ready to be a parent nobody's 100 ready to leave their house nobody's 100 ever to, ready to buy their first car you you gain confidence through experience and if you don't take the time to experience things you will never be able to do what you want in life uh so how do you stay disciplined i went out and experienced things and i figured out what works for me and when i once i figured out what works for me then that becomes my discipline so just go out and experience stuff um get off your fucking ipads man i mean you can't now because the covid shit but you get the point when whenever things return back to normal and if you're watching the video version of youtube.com slash the black okage you know i did the little fingers the little quotation fingers normal uh, but that's how i stay disciplined just going out experiencing things uh and also realizing that i don't have anybody to fall back on there's nobody it's it's easy to be it's easy to be undisciplined when you weren't forced to grow up um i don't have anybody that i can call on the phone and be like yo bail me out please 
that's how I stay disciplined. I got bills to pay. And I always tell people, I always tell people I'd rather be depressed with a bed to cry in and watch Netflix than be depressed and homeless. So that's how I stay. That's how I say, uh, it sounds like a horrible thing to say, but I'm just being honest. I'd rather be comfortable and depressed than fucking depressed and sleeping on the streets. So that's how I stay uh, disciplined at bare minimum. Try to keep a fucking crib over my head and some food in my stomach. And, you know, you can find your sanity through conversation with people and be in and, and, and therapy and shit like that. But you got to be able to afford therapy <laughs> or, or you got to have good discipline and morals and shit to find a good friend. Because if, if you're a quality person, you're more than likely going to attract quality people. That's why I said, you know, be careful about who you hang out with. If you hang out with losers, you're probably going to end up a loser. Uh, I don't know if that answered your question, but whatever. I'm moving on to the next one. Uh, and last but not least, the question comes from Ray and he says, how do you network with other content creators and streamers without coming off as using them to get ahead? The best way to network with people, and this is not even like a content creator or streamer thing. The best way to network people is create an actual relationship. Um, like, don't be that person that hops in a stream and you're new and like, I hate when people hop in my stream and they'll be like, yo, you need somebody to run with? Like, who are you? Like, you know, on Twitch, I can literally click your username and see how many messages you have in the chat. You've never, that was literally your first message you type in my chat and you're talking about, can I play with you? You're like a cloud chaser. Don't be that guy. If you want to network with people, actually build relationships, follow people on Twitter and don't just reply to opportunities. This goes for like all the PR people. Um... That goes with all like the PR people for companies that be giving away game keys and stuff like that. Like actually tweet them. They be talking about their life. Uh, they be talking about things that are going on. Create an actual relationship with them. Don't just respond for opportunities because if, if you like people will remember you more if you have a beer with them than if you just constantly asking them for shit. If that makes sense, then you'll they'll be in mind for opportunities. Um, so if, when it comes to content creators and streamers, follow your favorite content creators and actually interact with their tweets, interact with their content. I help people from the discord. Like I've played ab smooth beats on my stream plenty of times. Do you know why? Because he's always in my fucking chat. So the least I can do is support his content because he supports me. If I see you putting, putting love towards me, um, on the regular and you got something that you really believe in, I'll be more inclined to check it. But honestly, I fucking hate when people fall. First of all, I can see people can see when somebody just followed them on Twitter. I hate when somebody just follows me on Twitter. I get a notification and then five minutes later I get it. Cause my DMS are open. I get a DM talking about, Hey, how can I grow on YouTube? How can I, bro? You just want something from me. You don't even watch my shit. You just saw that you might've never, I don't even know how often you watch my shit or support it. You might've never watched my content. You just seen, I, so I had X amount of subscribers, X amount of followers. Your friend told me to fuck, fuck with you. And you sent me a message because you need a personal shout. Matter of fact, I, that's low key why I be getting annoyed. That's how I know some of y'all don't fuck with my content. I get messages all the fucking time. How can I grow my Twitch stream? How can I grow my YouTube? All I do is drop gems on this fucking podcast. And if you listen to it, you would know that. And I'm not coming at you, Ray. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm speaking my mind. I'm rambling right now. If you actually supported me, you would get your fucking answer, but you don't, you just want something from me. So don't be like those people actually try to be a part of somebody's community. If you really fuck with them, um, you catch me. I'd be in my favorite streamers chats. Just saying, what up? Say what up? Fucking engage in whatever conversation they have um and who knows if you if you're sub to them and one day you'd be like yo i'm a rapper you mind playing my music on your stream just to give me some feedback i've done that before i'd be like you know what you subbed and you've been subbed for like a year or whatever i see you showing love i'll play your song i'll give you the homie rate we'll play your song and give you some feedback 
actually network with people actually engage with their content engage with their tweets their instagram posts don't be that guy and that's not even a content creator thing that's period don't be that guy because <laughs> you can smell that shit from a mile away i'm to this day I, there's some times where like i remember this one 2k streamer came in my fucking stream while i was streaming 2k he was like, bro, you, you, you let, let me, he had a check mark, you know, niggas in the 2K community. You're like, you need somebody to run with, bro. Let me run with you. I clicked this shit. That was like his first time typing in my chat. 600. Nope. You just want to be on my stream. You just want to be on my stream. That's all. It's not even about, do you want something, uh, do you want somebody to run with and shit like that? So that's the best thing I would say is be, I guess what I'm trying to say is be a human being. If you want to see, if you want people to see the humanity in you, then you need to see the humanity in others, empathize with people. Um, honestly, what your mother be saying, treat people how you want to be treated. Uh, especially because a lot of the bigger people like that you want to network with, uh, they have a lot of people in their DMs constantly asking for shit. So the best way to stand out is not ask for shit and actually engage with their content, be a regular, and if they see you're supporting them, they might support you. And even if they don't, don't get upset because at the end of the day, like I didn't build my platform to shout you out. I'm keeping that shit. Most people won't say that, but I won't, but I will. I did not build my platform to shout you out, but there's a little bit of humanity in me. So I might, if I see you fucking with me also network with people who are around the similar size as you like people, people will create a YouTube channel or a stream today. And then they'll go to like the biggest YouTubers and Twitch streamers and be like, yo, let me get a shout out, bro. You don't even know what your content. That's the funniest shit. You don't even know what your content is about. Who are you? What's different about you? But you want to fucking, you want me to shout you out. People never look at it from the, 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 the other side. If I shout you out and I send my audience to you, that's a cosign. And if it's a bad cosign, it makes me look bad. Like, what if I cosign your content and then the next day you come out and you're saying like racist shit? That makes me look bad. There are plenty of people, there are plenty of streamers that I follow that I've never rated because I personally don't believe that my audience will like them. I personally like their content. I like their personality, but I don't think that my audience, my demographic will like them. So I don't rate them. It has nothing to do with whether it's different strokes for different folks. I'm all over the place. Um, but I do hope that that helped. Just don't be that guy. Uh, be the person, be the per, be the example that you want to see. That's what I always tell people. Yo, everybody, people ain't shit, bro. Bitches ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit. Okay. You're not wrong, but be the example that you want to see from other people. Um, I think that's why a lot of people fuck with me. Like you may not agree with everything that I say, but I stand my ground. I don't get involved in drama like that. I don't be on that bullshit. I don't be saying nothing crazy. I'm very picky about who, uh, just be true to yourself, man. I don't know. Get money, fuck bitches, drop forms. That's all I got on my show note. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, be sure to rate the show five stars on Apple Podcast because that helps my show grow in the algorithm, brings in new viewers and we need those so I can get, I always tell people, listen, help my show go up in the algorithm because it brings in new listeners. More listeners, more views means that I don't need donations or subs. I can take those numbers to advertisers and get even bigger checks. So at bare minimum, all I ask, you don't got to donate. You don't got to sub. At bare minimum, all I ask is when you have free time, if, just show up. Just show up. It helps me because I'm, I'm, I can articulate my value. So I just need you to show up. But if you do want to financially support the show, send that donation over to Cash App. That's dollar sign, the Black Hokage 08. I repeat, my cash app is dollar sign, the Black Hokage 08. If you're watching the video version, it will be on the top left, uh, right below the artwork. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. That's all I got on my podcast notes. Um, and I, I'll see you guys on the next episode of Hokage Thoughts. Thoughts.